Hello, and welcome to the SAP Community Report podcast. Uh, no, your ears do not deceive you. This is not Craig Schmehill speaking. My name is Jerry Janda, and I'm part of SAP's community and influencers team. And Craig has uh, kindly opened up his podcast to me for this uh, spotlight interview series. Now, if you're not familiar with that series, I will include a link in the podcast description. Or if you'd like to just go to it directly, you can go to SAP Community. That's uh, community.sap.com. I'll look in the programs menu at the top in the navigation and just select spotlight interviews. But to summarize, if you don't feel like going through all that right now, uh, the spotlight interviews are part of a series where we get to know our SAP champions better. Now, of course, the next thing might be, well, you don't know what the SAP champions are, and I'll include a link to that in the description as well. But again, if you go to the programs menu I just mentioned and you select influencers, you'll find information about the SAP champions. But for now, I can tell you that the SAP champions are among the top contributors within the SAP community. Now, when we talk about top contributors, that can take the form of several different things. It might mean they answer a lot of questions in our forums. They do quite a bit of blogging. They participate and organize events. They may do all these things, or, and even things I may not have mentioned. You know, in short, they kind of serve as role models and uh, help our members out. When we talk about the community, we do mean anywhere and everywhere, not just the site. So. Again, while um, being outside the site isn't quite as easy as it used to be, we do virtual events, um, kind of replacing the things that everything uh, that had occurred in, in person in the past. So um, our champions, what I'm trying to say in, in a long-winded way, is our champions uh, contribute quite a bit broadly and in a lot of different ways. I should also add that the SAP champions well, while generally not SAP employees can indeed be SAP employees, uh, especially when we're talking about employees who go above and beyond the call of duty when it comes to their community related contributions. And that happens to be the case with my guest today is John Astle. Uh, John is an SAP champion and an SAP employee. And now that I went through all that, I want to now take a moment and welcome you to the podcast, John. Thanks, Jerry. Good to be here. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what you do at SAP. So I've just changed roles. I've been at SAP 20 years right now. Started in development organizations as an architect, working on financials, mobility, and I've just taken a new role of product management in SAP. Okay. And uh, and what were you doing prior to SAP? Lots of things. So prior to SAP, <laughs> that's okay. uh, the reason I joined SAP is the startup I was working at ran out of money. So ultimately, the end of the dot com was the end of. Um, my vision of getting very rich off telecoms. But my background was purely telecoms. I left school um, and worked at a shipyard as a, as a designer for electronics and communications on nuclear submarines. That telecommunications pattern carried me through all the way to when I moved to the US in 1996. Hmm. Well, I am sorry that you didn't get rich, but I'm, I'm glad you're here at SAP and I'm glad that you're an SAP champion. Um, you know, speaking of the champions at the top, I sort of explained what the champions are and their involvement with the community I'm curious to know how did you how did you get started with the community? I'm trying to think exactly when it was, but I, I think it was it was definitely early days because I seen I'd seen some of the, the posts and blogs from Craig and and um, and others, and there was some BSP channels going on. And BSP was, was the product or the technology I was using at the time, so I just thought it'd be cool to take what I learned from the community, build something which I think at the time was an SMO for um, widget, so I could actually expose some of the details from the system to my dashboard so I could get insights. So I actually posted that to, to the community. It was the early days, and I've been there since. Okay. 
So it might have been like even, you know, people tend to think of the community, I think, in terms of what was it called at the time. It was right. SAP Developer Network at the time. I was going to say, I think the earliest one would have been like SDN, right? The SAP Developer Network. So yeah, that does. Those t-shirts that no longer fit. They're a bit small now, but I think, <laughs> I think we're all having that problem nowadays. I think, I think we've all, uh, you know, all our clothes may have gotten a little tighter, you know, during, during all this. So, um, and you got, when you did get involved, it was, you know, specifically for that reason to sort of share your knowledge or were there other reasons why? You wanted to get involved in the community it wasn't just sharing it was it was learning too because i was learning from other people it's it's, it's a wealth of knowledge even in early days there was a wealth of information there that you may not see in your day-to-day -day role when you focus on specific tasks so for me it was an eye-opener it's expanded my horizon on what sap was and what it could do um and then of course you start meeting other people and it creates friendships so, so the people you meet on the community aren't always co-workers aren't always people you know behind a keyboard you get to meet them at TechEd or you get to meet them in the local events and you actually create friendships, more than relationships with these people too. It's, it was great. So when, when you did start though, were you, you, you weren't quite an SAP employee at that point then, right? You were still- I was, I did not long being with SAP. So it's... So yeah, I'm trying to figure out how long SDN was around. So, okay, I guess that would have, yeah, that still would have overlapped there though. But you but know, having, to... I'm sorry, go ahead. So at the time is after I'd posted, Marilyn Pat reached out to me because she was excited to see that I, started to engage and she encouraged me to engage some more. Not that I needed to because it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I would encourage people to kind of like maybe Google Marilyn Pratt if they don't know who she is, because I think, you know, for those old, old timers, old timers doesn't sound nice, does it? Uh, long timers within the community, a lot of people have, I think, similar stories about, about Marilyn. All of that kind of predates me, but I'm, I'm still well aware of what her contributions and the influence she's had on community members over the years. But now you're in a position where you can have some influence uh, as a role model and as an SAP champion. So um, for anyone who's listening to this, maybe they might be a new member of SAP community or they're thinking of joining up. Uh, what sort of advice do you have for newcomers? Just be engaged, you know, ask questions, answer questions, create those relationships. It's, it's very, it's, the value you get from the community can't, can't really be described. It's, it's creating those connections. And for me, I use Twitter as an information feed outside of SCN as well. But all, all the follows I do from Twitter are all SCN people because that's where I get my trusted source, trusted technical information. So it's, it's stay involved, stay engaged. I think that's, you know, it's great advice. We were just uh, some, was talking to some other champions about that the other day because as I said before, we, we talk about community, we don't necessarily talk about it in terms of community.sap.com. That's the platform. But um, we like to think of the communities anywhere and everywhere and anywhere and everywhere, especially nowadays is social media. And I think a lot of our champions are out there and a lot of our members are out there as well. And, and a lot of uh, knowledge gets exchanged there as well. So, um, and I know some of it also sometimes controversial things come up on social media as well within as well within the community. And, um, you know, some things that have been, I guess, you know, uh, more interesting types of discussions nowadays is uh, where will the next generation of SAP developers come from? You know, what are we doing to uh, sort of attract, um, you know, younger, young thinkers, so to speak, um, to SAP technology and, and get them interested in developing? But also, you know, what are we doing in terms of diversity nowadays? Like, what do we um, do in order to make uh, the technology attractive to, uh, you know, the broadest group of people possible. And um, I, I know in your case, you're doing a lot of work around sort of educating the youth and, 
and programs such as Tech Girls, which I don't want to steal your thunder. I'm sure much people would rather hear that from you. So maybe you could take a couple minutes, talk about sort of the uh, programs that you're doing and the programs themselves. So I was fortunate with SAP that we have um, an outreach program. This is in Philadelphia um, to, to, to local tech communities. And Tech Girls is one of them. So it was 2013 when I first got engaged. And we ran a design thinking session for, for middle school girls in the office in Newtown Square. And it was a lot of fun. The girls got to choose you know, the subjects they wanted to, to, to design a mobile application for. Uh, it was on paper. You take a picture of the paper-driven mobile application and create an animation through it. It was a real fun time. And that relationship continued afterwards. So we've run multiple sessions. I think it was um, losing track of years with COVID going on. I think it was two years ago right now, we did uh, 3D printing workshops. The girls got to design a 3D printed wearable. Uh, from that wearable, we taught them how to use Tinkercad for creating the 3D designs. So they got to learn CAD, and then they got to print them out too. So we had 3D printers running in the room, printing out the um, printing out the designs from the girls. Now, 3D printers are very slow, so they had to come back and visit and pick them up. But more recently, we actually ran a drone workshop. Uh, the drone workshop, again, we held in Newtown Square. The girls got to program and fly drones. So this isn't just flying a drone with a remote controller. They were actually writing software that would tell the drone what to do it would use machine learning in the drone to detect objects so they could then make other decisions. And that, there was really a fun time. The beauty of having real drones fly in a workshop is you see the students' eyes light up. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the first time that the drone takes off from the desk and flies in front of them, you know, their eyes really, really do shine. And now, of course, we can't meet in person anymore. Um, I'm not right now. So what we've taken is, and we have an ongoing um, task right now, is we're converting the real drone into a virtual drone. So we're taking the same class and, and we did we did build a workshop for Tech Girls. We're taking that same class and converting it so we can run it remotely. And we can also scale and expand. Uh, so this is ongoing, it's a lot of fun because when you when you see the students smile when they've built something and it works, it's it's very rewarding. For the for people who are interested in the program, is there a, a website or something that they can go visit? There is techgirls.org and it's 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 there are local chapters all around the US if you want to get involved. They're always looking for, for mentors and helpers. Well, I had a call with them earlier today. Um, they have varying classes. Of course, I usually focus on physical things, drones, 3D printing, electronic circuits, but they have classes in software engineering, classes in design, classes in leadership. So they're always looking for mentors to help. So if you want to get involved locally, or if you have children, you want to get involved too, look at techgirl.org and look for the programs they have. They're, and they're always sharing and, and promoting new programs. And that's girls with a Z, right? I just want to make yeah, sure girls. people... <laughs> Girls, I didn't. I tried to emphasize that as much as possible while we were talking, but I don't know if it came through or not. But yeah, that would be that would be tech girls with a Z. So um, it's not quite a drone, but we'll just uh, talk about one other thing before I let you go. Uh, you had mentioned the Newtown Square office, and for people who are not familiar with the states or where SAP has offices, Newtown Square is the U.S. headquarters for SAP, and that's right outside of Philadelphia. And it, you know, just coincidentally, you know, John and I both work out of that office. But in uh, John's case, he's doing a, a lot more <laughs> work for Newtown Square than I am, because I understand um, they might start opening the offices, I think, later this month, maybe. Um, they're at least investigating it. But as part of that, uh, you know, we need to be careful about how many people we let into the building. And of course, we also need to be careful and make sure people are wearing masks. And uh, well, I don't want to give too much more away, but I believe you're working on a robot that might help out in the lobby with that. Is that correct, John? It is. So, so one of the other roles I run is I do is I, I run the D shop in Newtown Square, so I'm a maker space. Um, uh, one, one of the things I do is collect old hardware. 
So when marketing or another group's finished with something, I make sure it doesn't go to waste. So right now I have in my possession a Pepper robot, which is a small humanoid robot. And SoftBank, um, Aldebran, the, the owner of the robot, actually released software that has the, enables the robot to detest, detest, detect whether people are wearing masks or not. So the idea is we'll put the robot in reception to help keep the receptionists and people coming to the office safe, any essential personnel coming in. And it will remind those not wearing masks that they need to wear a face covering. Um, so right now we're trying to get the software working on the robot and hopefully that can help facilities and receptionists uh, you know, move going forward. So uh, <laughs> we joked, uh, and I guess the, the robot does need to be polite though to visitors, right? It can't just gra <laughs> grab people and eject them from the building or, 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 or sound an alarm or something like that. It, it, it is very polite because we have to be professional. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I think with that, then um, I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, John. And I, you know, I loved hearing all about what you're doing with Tech Girls. I do encourage everyone listening to this to go check that out. Uh, I know you've blogged about them as well on the community, so people can look for you within the community. Look for some of your content, of course. Visit that site. And um, with that, um, again, you know, thanks for taking some time to chat with me today, John. Thank you. And thanks to you all for listening. And we'll be back soon with another edition of the Spotlight Interview.